Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. How do? Look at that. And running the boards is Joey D. Hi. On today's show, we will get a board game review from BJ. It's been a while, and I know that he uh, played some board games on his vacation. I might have got a few for Christmas. And we will talk a lot of TV, uh, up to and including the Doctor Who Christmas special, Woo! or holiday special. What do they do? They say Christmas? I don't know it's, what they it's, do. It's now on New Year's. Oh, so, so never mind. They're New, Year's, New special. Year's special. <laughs> uh, it's probably that more, and of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B., Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Give our blog, podcast, and more. <laughs> Just search for BJ Shay's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes to find us. Absolutely. Lots of great ways to get a hold of us. Send us emails, send us Facebook messages, post on our walls, send us tweets. I don't know. Do whatever the hell you want. Whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. Get a hold of us and have some fun. Uh, maybe ask BJ about what, what board games he's been playing because you're still, you're still making it happen, right? Oh, of course. Of <laughs> I, course. I, I kind of figure it's a I did throw my that. back out because we did try out uh, Twilight Imperium <laughs> Prophecy of Kings. We Here in Washington <laughs> State, we have to play outside. So I was playing outside and in a real outside where, where it was cold. I had a yeah. little heater next to me. I, I pulled my back out reaching for a card. Are you uh, serious? Yeah, it was not pretty, but uh, I Force still game injuries, played. everybody. I will just say this. We're not talking about Prophecy of Kings, the Twilight Imperium expansion, but it is legit. Sometime later on, we are going to talk about this, but it's legit. Oh, you do love it? Nice. I, I do. But there's a game that uh, I really, really do love, and I'm going to have to really start removing games from my collection because what's, oh. yeah, what's happening is that they're coming out with games that are replacements. We've talked about that previous. Like, yeah. this is like There's a game that's really good. Maybe it's a, a gold standard, and then somebody just decides that, well, I can improve upon this. And I have, you know, I, I'm just running out of room. I don't want to be one of those people that just, you know, I, I all the big guys, all the Tom Vassals of the world, they get rid of a lot of games. They oh, go, do they? Yeah, they do. Because they, they, so they, some people, I have a thousand games. It's like, you'll never be able to play all those. But what are you going to have in the background of your Zoom room, oh. but a giant, uh, a giant bookcase? That's the problem. Full of all of your games. They're all filled. And oh. I got new games. That's why I have to pair this baby up. So don't worry. There'll be plenty of things behind me. Uh, and, and when I talk about a replacement game, we think about uh, two of the gold standards of uh, these two uh, uh, these two genres, deck building and worker placement. And people mm-hmm. would argue that Dominion and Kalos would be the gold standard of deck building and worker yeah. placement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... I am not a huge Kalos fan. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Byron, fights with me. He's like, it's the greatest game ever, and it still is the greatest game I, ever. I played it once at the gauntlet. We managed. I managed to get fourth place when everybody else got a three-way tie for first yeah. when that happened with ours, and I was just like... This game makes me mad. I know I'll play, I'll, I'll play other games. I know it's a good game, but I really like other work uh, worker placement games that I believe have better art. Yeah. I know some people like the old timey. Let's go back to the agricultural sort of Agricola looking art, mm-hmm. uh, Feast of Odin looking art. I, I I don't like that. It's just too old style. I get it's you know it's legit, but old style for me. It's unfortunate though, like because there's a game you can really love, and then you play a new game, and you can never go back to that first game ever. Yeah. 
like you get a a taste of the good stuff. And that's the problem with like Ascension and for me, Dominion and a a lot of deck builders that, you know, it's like they have been they've been replaced. And now they're putting like multiple game mechanics in a game. They're putting them together. And that brings us to the Lost Ruins of Arnak, which is I like to call it the Indiana Jones of Waterdeep. Uh, Oh, you know, uh, which is just my way of saying that if you if you know Lords of Waterdeep, you're going to understand kind of what this game's about. Oh, good because that's one of my favorite games. Yeah, and Lost Ruins of Arnak basically is a worker placement and a deck builder. And so it's kind of fun to have that in a game. Uh, Clank was a game that didn't necessarily have worker placement, but you had to basically do a push your luck and work your way through a labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. And also it was a deck builder. So yeah. I so that combo of, you know, push your like, you know, smashing two game genres together has become very popular. And uh, there's a new game Dune Imperium which we'll talk about at some point, but they also do a very similar thing and a lot of folks have been wondering like which game should i get should i get dune imperium or should i get lost ruins of arnak and of course i'm like well you could get both i mean <laughs> why not both because if you love adventure games because you're on an inhabited you're on an uninhabited island in uncharted seas explorers have found traces of great civilization and now you will lead an expedition to explore the island, find lost artifacts, and face fearsome guardians Ooh. all in a quest to learn the island's secrets. And, you know, a lot of games really give you some sort of tech track or a track to move up in. And this game has that. This game also has worker placement and their worker placements really very clever. Uh, and, you know, which which in worker placement, people can basically, you know, uh, block you out of positions and you yep. can't get what you need. Mm-hmm. Also, it has multiple forms of currency in order for you to play the game. It has multi-use cards that you can deck build your way into getting. Nice. Um, it is a really good game. The artwork is fantastic. Uh, I love this a lot. So uh, you know, there's there's just so many different ways to figure out how to win this game. And I do love that. I decided to, I'm going to go up the tech track and I'm going to ignore actually even exploring all the areas. Oh, wow. Um, and and it worked out well. And, of course, this, this, this game has the ability, like Clank, where your cards also allow you to move. If you remember the game Clank, there are movements cards in Clank, and that's the only way you could move around. Yep. And in this game, you can either move via by foot traffic or you could move by plane, you can move by automobile, uh, you can move by boat. And certain places you need, all right, I need to have boat moving cards or I'm not going to be able to go to that place. Makes sense, yeah. But I also need to get the exploration resource because (laughs) if I don't have enough, if you will, exploration experience, I'm not going to be, well, savvy enough to go to this place in the first place, even if I have a boat. Uh, then there's a gold resource. Uh, it is, and, and the artwork is great. The guardian aspect of it is once you do discover a place, you go, oh, look, I found all this cool stuff. But I also found a guardian that I better figure out, <laughs> or he's going to mess me up a little bit. Oh. And if you defeat the guardian, uh, you get great victory points as well as a bonus type of thing that the guardian gives you. So there's a lot going on in this game that replaces so many other games that only did one of these things. Yeah, right. I mean, if you can get uh, something that's a lot of fun and uh, kind of scratches two itches at one time, why sit down with two different games at that point? If you like deck builders, if yeah. you like Lords of Waterdeep, then I and you like the Indiana Jones sort of genre, this is a winner. I realize like why I have a, a, tr- a hard time playing new games, and it's not because I'm not going to like the mechanics or the visuals or the theme or whatever. 
I realized that I have put so much love or invested so much love and time and money into the games that I first started playing, like Lords of Waterdeep and yeah. Ascension, like Ascension replaced Dominion for me. That I'm like, I know some of these games may replace some of my favorite games. And I don't have any more room on my shelf or any more love in my heart at the moment. Let me let the love die naturally. And then I'll move on to the next one. Oh, I realize. Because I'm like, yeah. The world's passing you by because there have been so many games that you have that have already been replaced. And now they and now those games are getting replaced. I'm oh, just geez. like, but I like but these I like games. This one. So why like yeah, it's like that's part of the reason why I never got into Magic the Gathering. The idea of like constantly getting uh, more yeah. and more decks was very taunt like very daunting to me. Yeah. I was like, I can't do that. That's when you know you got a great game. I like Lords of Waterdeep will never be replaced in my collection. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it's really a, that good of a game. But there are some other games like Dominion. I know it's a good game, but I'm sorry, I, I, there are other deck builders uh, like, I'd that have replaced it. I'd rather play Ascension. It. Yeah, and, I love Ascension. And, which I is love funny, Ascension. Yeah. But I'm sorry, there are now other games that have replaced Ascension. Uh, and I bought you one. Didn't I get you that one? I forget the name of it. Infinity Stones or, or Shards no, of Infinity. Shards of Infinity. Yeah, and I really like that one. But, That's a yeah. great game yep. that I think is, an, is basically an Ascension or any other deck builder um, replacement. Wow. Though Star, though Star Realms is still a darn good game uh, as yeah. a deck builder. I, yeah. That hasn't been replaced in my mind yet. Uh, Lost Ruins of Arnak, by the way, it just came out, 2020. Check Games Edition. Uh, CGE is a great company. They've got a good track record of putting out good nice. games and so another big hit for them. Uh, so uh, let's see. What do we got for a price? If I can Looks get about price 60 in. bucks. I there was looking go. online. Yeah. So it doesn't seem too expensive. Seems right in the wheelhouse of a solid board game there. Yeah. We're at yeah, Amazon, I'm sure. And if you're in the Washington State area, of course, our good buddies at Zulu's, they have this game or they, get, up, they yeah. or they can get this game for you. But I, I, last time I was there, they had it on the shelf. Uh, Lost Ruins of Arnak. It is a winner. Uh, let's talk some TV because, BJ, uh, you love your sci-fi. I love my sci-fi. And one of the shows that has still been uh, going along is The Expanse. And, Joe, have you been keeping up with The Expanse? I have. Nice. So uh, what's been going on in that world or well, galaxy or universe? I mean, space. We yeah, got, in we that got, space. <laughs> we were very happy to hear that Amazon picked up The Expanse after yes. sci-fi said, see you later. The trouble was is the, this, the season they gave us, season four, unfortunately wasn't the season we would have really hoped for. Um, and so I was really trepidatious, like, oh, man, I'm happy that it's still going on, but if this is what Amazon's going to give us, was not a fan of season four. I mean, it was okay, but, man, not after seasons one to three. Yeah, The Expanse is the thing that Game of Thrones does, which is it tells the story through a bunch of different characters that aren't always together. Okay, So they yeah. weave those storylines together, and season four was uh, mainly just a disappointment because the main uh, storyline with the characters that you care about all were not great. They were uh, on a planet doing an alien thing, and the alien thing didn't really matter for a very long time. The payoff was okay, but now leading into this season, whoa boy, really, totally worth it. Yeah, they picked it up. I'm very, very happy that they wow. figured this out because it it was it, it made me sad thinking like. Is this it? And because I know people who have read the books that are very said, you don't understand. I hope they get to the rest of these books and put them out. On oh, I didn't even realize so it was based off of books. Yeah, so it's uh, it, it's got a it's got a great pedigree, just like Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and the fans love the books. So yeah, season five, uh, we're six episodes in. At least what you know, Joe and I have watched, and uh, it is yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, 
they do they dive into the political aspect because there are essentially three classes yeah, of and, humans. Yeah, and we've talked about that. I think it's what like the the Earthers, the yeah. Martians, and the Belters. Yeah. yeah, and so this season, the Belters, which is the lowest of the classes, uh, finally get to you know essentially get into power. They they achieve Ooh. their goal. And that just leads to just chaos as Earth gets bombarded by meteors. Millions Whoa. of people die. Yeah, this is a Holy beating. crap. Yeah, man. so, and like, this is like, what, six episodes in? This, that's like four they, episodes in. Wow, they've upped the stakes like significantly at that point. Yeah, and this is a show is weird because it was a detective show for the first two seasons about yeah. aliens. And then the third and fourth season kind of veered off from that. And I think that that was weird and didn't really work well. And then this season brought it all back together with the politics and the aliens and why it matters and how, you know, newfound land creates this political divide. Awesome. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, you think about really uh, the origin of America, you know, because think about Earth. Earth goes to Mars, then they go to the belt, and you would assume, hey, we're all one big happy family. But you think, well, England went and colonized all these places. England went to India. England went to America. And guess what? India and America said, we don't want you here. Get the hell out. Uh, And that's basically Mars and the belt. Uh, So, you know, we don't think that because you just think of the Federation. You know, you go, well, in Star Trek, they all went to strange, you know, worlds and everybody was happy. But, like, you never think of a Federation colony just going, F you. Uh, (laughs) In Deep Space Nine, the Maquis storyline was sort of like that. But otherwise, it's a big happy family thing. And and I love how this is probably more like how it would turn out if we go and and colonize these other places. The colonies will just want to be on their own. And this is a 4K show. You have to watch it in high def. Okay, right on. Looks good. dumped money into the CGI budget and they don't like shy away from it. They'll do it. Just put in scenes of like going through space and the ships and the it's colonies. Like, this looks and, cool. And, I, and I'm sitting there like, more, more please. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, at this point, all of the seasons are on Amazon Prime, correct? Yes, they are, sir. Cool. So you don't have to worry about having to if bounce you, around and figure out where to watch the early you ones. You want something to binge? <laughs> it is a good show. I mean, in spite of a slower season, there still was some good stuff in last season. It's worth it. It is worth it. And uh, of course, it's got our uh, it's got our boy, the Punisher, Thomas Jane in it. Oh, he's still in it. Uh, well, he was in it for most of it. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we haven't seen him yet this season, but I won't put it past him. He's directed an episode. Oh, I know that. Nice. Uh, going from uh, sci-fi to the old high fantasy of his dark materials. Oh yeah. Now this was based off of the Golden Compass, the books, also the movie. Correct. Well, the first season was the okay, first season because okay, okay. I did. Wa- I finally watched the movie. Okay, and it, basically the first season is the movie that we ah, all saw. Okay, so if you uh, already saw the Golden Compass and really just don't want to have to watch all the new shows, you could start with season two and be fine. Okay, because season two uh, ends up. Uh, it, granted, I would say watch the last episode of season one because they go a little further than the movie in the last episode. All right, but basically it is you know word for word. Now I would argue that Daphne Keene. And some and some of the other folks that are in this movie, I believe, are better actors than what we had in the uh, movie. Nothing against uh, Daniel Craig and uh, Nicole Kidman. I just feel like the people playing their characters, uh, which would be uh, James McAvoy and Rita. Oh gosh, let me get it. Let me get her Rita. Name. Oh gosh, Ru- no, Ruth Wilson. Excuse oh. me, <laughs> uh, Rita. I, oh gosh, or yeah, Ruth I, Wilson. I believe they, they're fantastic. Also, Linwell Miranda. I love his Lee. Uh, his Lee Scoresby, as opposed to. Um, oh gosh, the Sam Watterson. Is it Sam Watterson, the guy with the mustache and the big Lebowski, the, uh, the cowboy? Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. 
I, I feel like Leo. I, I love Linwell Miranda's Lee scores be better than uh, uh, Sam Elliott's. Uh, wow. I, nothing against Sam Elliott. I just feel like I, I feel like he's a better character. Linwell. Uh, Linwell. Uh, Lin Manuel does a great job. This is a good movie. I, 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 sh- I should say good television show. And they just finished season two. Okay, so you and can go and, you, again, another binger. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what? Why? How could you end here? I, that's my yeah. favorite part is when BJ's frustrated about something, but it's because he can't watch more of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a really, it's a great, I think also, what a great show to watch with your kids. It's oh. I think for your I think I think your kids are going to love it and you're going to love it because and Andrew Scott's in it who of course played Moriarty in Holmes and he's been in a lot of other great things too <laughs> including Fleabag which he was fantastic in that uh, Andrew Scott is fantastic he is a gem of acting uh, that's all I got everything he does. He's different and amazing. Everything he does. And everything. Yeah, I mean, every, every, every time I see him, I go, wow, that's actually a different character. And wow, that's a great mm-hmm. character. Uh, so, yeah, his Dark Materials, if, if, if you even semi if you like the books and you semi-like the movie, I hope you're watching this on HBO or HBO Max now. You can get it. Uh, another show that you were watching, the Doctor Who Christmas slash New Year slash holiday special. Yes, uh, sir. The special that always happens around the holiday time. Uh, this is the one with uh, with uh, the Doctor doing exactly what? Well, this actually that we haven't seen uh, the Daleks with Jodie Whittaker. As a matter of fact, the first full season oh, with Jodie really? Whittaker. Yeah, the first full mm. season with Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. They had all new types of creatures and enemies. There was nothing familiar, and a lot of folks didn't like that. They're like, wow, here she is the first season, and we didn't have anything familiar. I actually thought that was a breath of fresh air. You okay. Know? Uh, and then the second season, they brought in some familiars like the Cybermen, and then, yeah, we're like, okay, well, what about the Daleks? They have to show up, and yeah. they're like, well, happy holidays, everybody. Ah, uh, it's uh, like, who's going to exterminate? What I loved about this episode was that it turns out they did have an encounter with the Daleks. They just never showed us. What? I love that. Yeah. It's oh, pretty, okay. It's a pretty huh. interesting, uh, you know, they go, well, three months ago or whatever, one year ago, and they show us all this, like, you figure if the Daleks are in Doctor Who's life, we should know about it, but actually we didn't know about it, but they had to tell us that the Daleks were here because it needed to set up the entire New Year's episode. Uh, so yeah, it, it's uh, Captain Jack is back, and a lot of folks are very happy. He came back last season for uh, like a, a bit of an episode, and the show that he was on was Torchwood, correct? Well, Torchwood is uh, basically from Doctor Who. Yeah, and it's based off of that. Yeah, so okay, the character okay. started in Doctor Who, and Torchwood is an anagram of Doctor Who. Is it really? What? Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah. You just blew my mind. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. You take those letters, you can spell Doctor Who with it. Interesting. Uh, I wonder if they meant to do that. And uh, I think they did. And yeah, and the whole Torchwood stuff, I mean, it was cool how they did all that. It was good to see Jack back. Uh, n- there was no uh, no secret. Uh, Stephen Moffat came out, I basically, or somebody came out and said that um, he did not like the character. And so in all of Stephen Moffat's run, oh. which would be from Matt Smith all the way through Peter Capaldi, there was no Captain Jack. Well, Chris Chibnall was like, this is a travesty. I love this character. And so he, the first season he got a chance to, he was like, I'm going to put him back. That's uh, funny. You know, and uh, so he did. He put him back last season and put him back in this episode. It was so fun to see Jack back. I think John Harriman is such a great, great, f- a fun actor, and the character is a great character. Uh, so it was, a, I, it was a fun episode. A lot of people, they were like, eh, eh, I don't know. I liked it a lot. I really love Jody's doctor. I, uh, you know, I, I'm glad we have at least one more year with her. 
anyway. And uh, that's exciting as that will be starting up probably sometime, I think maybe the fall, maybe late late summer or somewhere late summer, fall. But um, it was a fun episode. And, nice. And the, another spin on the Daleks. And this was a good spin. <laughs> this, you know, this is where human beings don't know how to leave well enough alone. They should leave oh, well enough alone. Shocking. And they don't. And it's all about fear and wanting to protect people, all about somebody in power making a deal with the devil, basically. Oh, and and what does fear lead to? Yeah. <laughs> the Dalek side. <laughs> the Dalek side. So, yeah, I like the episode a lot. I, maybe more because I'm just a huge Jody fan, but I think it was a fun episode. So they, right yeah, yeah. And it's still, I think, available on demand, BBC America, if you check it out. Nice. Uh, I did kind of do a little bit of a Star Wars reference. And Star it was Wars. Because we've finally gotten a, uh, an actual timeline for the whole Star Wars saga. And I'm not We talking, hinted at this. We did. And it's not it's not the it's not the Skywalker saga, but it's so much more because I did mention the High Republic. And that is of course when everybody was smoking a lot of pot. Uh yes, exactly. Yeah, it's going it to be the new Seth Rogan James Franco um take <laughs> on Star Wars. No, no, no. The High <laughs> The High and so they put out all of these different eras and they've given them full names to that. So the High Republic era is where Lucasfilm's new public initiative will take place. So according to Star Wars official site, this time period takes place some 200 years before the events of the Phantom Menace. So the Jedi are in great shape. Probably, considering the golden age of the Jedi Order... Uh, peace has reigned throughout the Republic at this time. It was during this area era that the expansion of the Outer Rim where the planets like Tatooine really took place. Beyond that, we get the Fall of the Jedi, which is the prequel era timeline, which consists of the Phantom Menace, the Attack of the Clones, the Clone Wars, and Revenge of the Sith. That is all considered under the Fall of the Jedi. Have you heard a rumor if there's going to be any kind of series at all that will show us like right before the Fall and right like during the High Republic? I thought I I don't know if there's going to be a series or something where we might get to see Palpatine like at a, at oh. a very young age and. Like him starting to just start some trouble in his own brain, at least. I don't really know for sure because, really, at this point in time, we've get we've got. Um, I've heard so many rumors, and I've read so many things. There's it's very there's like four hundred series coming up. Oh, there's so like. many. I think well, the Bad Batch is an animated uh, series about the Bad Batch of clones from the Clone Wars. That makes sense. So that might have something because that kind of leads well, that up would to be, those. That would be during the Clone Wars. Yeah, during the Clone. So, so that would be during that would be during the fall, not any time during the High Republic. Okay. Yeah, 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 you're right. So yeah, I don't know necessarily on that. We haven't gotten a well, whole lot well, of information. If any Geek on National that. knows, uh, I you know I read a lot and I forgot a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, the next one after the Fall of the Jedi is obviously the Reign of the Empire, but that's the official name of that. This era immediately follows uh, the uh, the days of Palpatine's New Order. Oh, as a part of Palpatine's New Order, years before the rebellion was truly active, uh, Solo Place takes squarely in this time period, as does the Bad Batch, which I just mentioned. So this. This is after uh, Palpatine. Yes, and does it also, uh, This is so this is, okay, this is before episode four. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, because that's when we get the Age of Rebellion, which is now we're in the original Star Wars trilogy years, which uh, has that Age of Rebellion label. This consists of Rebels, Rogue One, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. So here's the thing. Huh. Just so all you know, uh, from Rebels, 
this is who Ahsoka Tan is looking for. The mm-hmm. one when she fought that woman in that episode of The Mandalorian, she was looking for Admiral Thrawn. Yes. That's from Rebels. Mm-hmm. We're going to see him. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's been people who want uh, certain actors to play uh, Thrawn at this point, and uh, we'll have to see what happens. And if you don't, don't know about Thrawn, he's a blue-skinned dude who was badass in the uh, legacy, uh, the old books. Um, he had a lot of series on that, and he was a, basically a high admiral for the Empire that kind of broke off, did his own thing. And he had a very badass. I forget who voiced him, but his voice was very interesting. So it's going to be interesting to see who they get to play him live action. Uh, after that, we have the New Republic, which at this point in time is really just the Mandalorian. Uh, that's the only one in yeah. that at this point in time. But uh, like we mentioned, uh, the Bo- uh, Book of Boba Fett will be uh, set in that as well. Yes, sir. Uh, and then finally, we have the Rise of the First Order, which is the Rise of the First Order period is the uh, one that not only contains the events of The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and Rise of the Skywalker, but also the animated series Resistance of and uh, we've seen a whole bunch of all the projects, and we don't necessarily, like we said, know which ones fit into what yet. So we'll have to kind of see where that goes because there are so many. There's I haven't uh, so watched, much stuff. I haven't watched Resistance. I have. I, people have said they've been a little warm on that. They uh, they were a little cool. They haven't really said, "Oh, you've got to watch it." They, everyone told me to do Rebels and Clone Wars, but I haven't heard a lot of people clamor. So again, Geek Nationals, uh, you can let me know what you think of Resistance. Is is it worth my time? And there is just so much going on with all of these. I mean, with all of the different series that are coming out there, it would take forever to run down that list. And uh, frankly, we just don't have that time anymore. No, we don't. Nope. Uh, uh, But we do have time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got for us? Uh, so we were talking about uh, Doctor Who news earlier. Mm-hmm. Yes, we were. With the special, but I have other news that I'm curious to know what how you feel about this, BJ. I feel amazing. Well, <laughs> you don't even know yet. Oh, after okay. three years, we are no longer going to have this Time Lord. Jodie Whittaker quits being the Time Lord. Yeah, it's going to be more than three years by the time it gets done because they're right. spacing it out a little bit. and <laughs> Spacing. Um, Though this is what has been the case ever since 2005, though David Tennant did a bunch of he did like three or four specials that allowed him to go a fourth year. So we had four years of Tennant, but the fourth year was like only four episodes. So basically sort of kind of like about a three year tenure of each of them. And so did uh, Matt Smith had three seasons. So it's, it's not unusual. I, I was expecting this to happen. Okay. Is there any reason for that? Was it just that they did it first at the beginning like that? And now they just kind of want to keep a new tradition, so to speak? Well, you know, I remember re- uh, David Tennant's diary. And he said, even though they did like 12 episodes a season, maybe 10 to 12 episodes, it's a grueling schedule. I remember okay. it beat the heck out of him. So I am not surprised after three years if the actors go, okay, this was fun, had enough of this. Maybe I don't want to get typecast, which is... All you know, that was Christopher Christopher Eccleston didn't want to get typecast, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Uh, though he started embracing it again, he's done an audio version oh, of, really? for, of Doctor Who. Well, so. I mean, he was in the second Thor movie. I'm like, dude, just, yeah. just, just embrace Doctor <laughs> Who because that Thor movie was not good. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't his fault. Yeah. It wasn't a bad movie per se, but I mean, I've never no. watching it again. Not a great movie for him to be in. Do the doctors normally quit or do they just have their contracts go away? Is this like a thing that just happens usually? 
That's a really good question. Um, I know that in the way back, Tom Baker, who was everybody's favorite doctor for a long, he had like seven seasons. He was there for a long time. He was like, I'm not leaving. And then before that, John Pertwee, who is the father of Alfred from uh, the uh, oh, Little that's Batman right. oh. Gotham, yeah, Gotham series. So yeah, Sean Pertwee. Yeah, wow. so Sean Pertwee's dad was the third huh. doctor, and he was there for five seasons. Otherwise, uh, the first doctor only had three seasons. The second doctor only had three seasons. So three seasons is it does seem to be the thing except in a couple of exceptions uh so i don't know if it's contractual or not i feel like though if they wanted her to stay i've liked her a lot and uh, yeah people have you know hemmed and hot over this today a lot of people go i like jody but i hate chris chibnall who's the showrunner but people hated oh, uh, steven moffat people hated <laughs> russell t davies everybody hates everything you're um, not gonna make everyone happy i i i like her portrayal of the doctor so if she said she was gonna stay for another season i would be very very happy and it's also kind of interesting if you just think about the fact that with like the doctor um some of the biggest um like buzz that you get from this show from from across all the years is who is going to be the next doctor? Very Willem Dafoe. Whoa. Sorry, I just started, <laughs> I read an article recently like that shows how versatile and how fantastic Willem Dafoe really is. And I love him. I want him in everything. They usually, I mean, they've always gone with British people though, right? No, yeah. Yeah. I was they, being a smart so, ass. Yeah, because always, like, yeah. always been a Brit. Uh, <laughs> of course, the question is, will it be an African-American actor? Will it be a male actor or a female actor? And so there's a lot of names being tossed out. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge has been thrown in there. And I'm okay. like, man, that would be a really? dream come true. But I feel like Phoebe... I mean, she's just doing so much, and she's already got herself quite a pedigree. Oh, that, yeah, she uh, was the one who did the, uh, what well, was the show on? Oh, uh, Killing Eve. Eve. Yeah, Killing Eve. As well as Fleabag, which she was great in oh, Fleabag. Okay, I feel okay. like maybe. By the way, I, if you haven't watched Fleabag, watch Fleabag, because Andrew, uh, Andrew Scott is in it, uh, of course, Moriarty. Moriarty from uh, the Moffat show. By the way, Andrew Scott is also in his Dark Materials second season. Fantastic, and he play, he's really like he always plays a different person. I am always surprised That's at Andrew awesome. Scott's acting. You know, we've talked about that obviously, yes. but uh, anyway, uh, yes. Uh, so I'm excited for the new Doctor, like you said, Rev. And we don't know, you know, will they go back to a man? Will they have it another woman? Will it be will a different it be, race? Uh, yeah. It, well, you know, that's it, it. Yeah, it's an interesting case because uh, you know, I think for the most part they have been either Scottish or British, Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see where they go. I, I, you know, I. But Chris Chibnall is staying on. So. Mm-hmm. That may irritate a lot of people because they don't like this guy gotcha. who's the showrunner. But I, I've been very happy with his run of the series. I really have. And I mean, something like Doctor Who that like a p like a appeases a p. Sorry, I've been like speaking That's a lot more word. Spanish lately a, than a I've piece, been. Appease seems like the right word. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because I'm like, wait, was that in Spanish and <laughs> yeah, English? Yeah. Anyways, um, I feel like a lot of people, you know, and I lost it. <laughs> they want to be appeased, or they or, or they try to get appeased, or Doctor Who. No, fans? I feel like it, it works to kids and adults, basically. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. But like when you see a little kid running around with like you know just like it's a, a kid show. It's a kid. It, like, it is really a kid awesome. show. And I think the idea of having like how awesome it is to have a show that you can switch up the actor constantly without any repercussions. And you can have so much chance for diversity and, it's and representation. And it's literally part of the lore. It's part of like, the lore. Yeah. It's not just a surprise. It's a new actor. It's like, no, this is exactly how we've planned this show ever since the beginning when we had to get a new actor. So I'm like, why not put in some representation? Have the little kids look up to somebody that looks like them. Absolutely. Well, until next time, stay nerdy. <laughs>